listening to the Two of Me podcast. Join me, Eva Lewis, a wife, mother, business owner, blogger, and woman with bipolar disorder and generalized anxiety disorder as I discuss the highs and lows of juggling life with a mental illness. Hey everyone, it's Eva Lewis here and welcome to the Two of Me podcast. This is not episode one, it's an intro and I decided on doing an intro because I wanted to tell you a little bit about me before you listen to the rest of the podcast. So the podcast isn't really going to be about me, but I will be relating a lot of things to me and my experience with bipolar disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. So um, I guess I just want to emphasize the fact that I am not an expert on mental health, mental illness. I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a counselor. I am a real person, a mum, a wife, a business owner, um, all of those things um, that has experienced mental illness. And what I want to do on this podcast show is share my experiences, um, share my opinions on some things, share stories, share insights, share what has helped me and what hasn't. Now, obviously, um, in terms of bipolar and for other mental illnesses, the way it affects me uh, will affect other people differently. So, um, I really don't want to have people take my word as gospel. Um, I just want people to go out and just give what I say a try. Um, It's about learning new perspectives. Um, And I will be interviewing numerous different people on the show um, about their their life their life with a, a particular mental illness and how it's impacted them so i just wanted to emphasize that that's something to remember but i definitely think it's really important to share our own experiences with each other um there's so much power in it um an example of this is through uh, a woman that i met within the last year and i met through my work and it just so happens that she also has bipolar and now I I do work closely with her and we have become really good friends because we just get each other and the comfort that arises from having someone just get you um, is just phenomenal. Uh, I am always very uh, self-aware and I find it very hard to hold friendships because I am very concerned about what people think of my um, bipolar and what I do on days where I simply can't socialize. I am a hermit and I sometimes can hardly get out of bed. Um, And yeah, so when you have someone, find someone with a mental illness like you, it makes friendships a hell of a lot easier. So anyway, just a little bit about me. As I said, my name is Eva and thank you for listening to the show. I have bipolar disorder and I was diagnosed with bipolar in uh, 2017 in September. And the reason that came about was because I, I seriously needed help. 
Um, as is often the occurrence with bipolar, people are usually diagnosed when they're in their depression cycle um, because when we're in our manic or hypermanic cycle, we tend to think that everything's pretty hunky-dory and things are okay. Um, not everyone. Um, some can have it more seriously, but people like me, I thought that life was just bloody great. Um, so I needed help. I was suffering badly from um, self-harm ideation um, and it was not nice at all. It was way too real. I was in the deepest, darkest hole of my life uh, and I wasn't functioning. And I had a young, a young child at that point. So I had my daughter in 2016 in July and um, I did although I didn't have postnatal depression like I did with my son who was born in 2011 um, I thought everything was okay but then it just went downhill um, and since um, I went and I got uh, some diagnoses from three different psychiatrists and um, and two of them said the same one the first one was unsure i wasn't confident with him um so i moved on to another um, and the two other ones both said that i had bipolar too now um it was a huge massive shock i was in denial for a very long time sometimes i still am and i didn't really know what bipolar was all i could think of were pro um, previous discussions um, I've had with, I don't know, ran random people about, you know, linking bipolar to being crazy. And it just terrified me. So um, I, after I was diagnosed, quite some time after I was diagnosed, I asked my psychiatrist and I said, why now? I'm, you know, I'm, what was I, uh, 36 years old. Why am I being diagnosed? Why is this happening now? Now, I had history of anxiety before that and depression, um, even before my first child and bef before I had postnatal depression. So I did have a history. Um, and I was warned about p p um, getting postnatal depression. Um, didn't I thought I was invincible. I didn't think I would, but I did. Um, but yes, the bipolar was quite a shock. So um, I asked my psychiatrist, why now? And she said, well, um, it's likely that you have had a relapse due to your pregnancy and birth. So the hormones, uh, you know, go absolutely nutso when you're pregnant and when you give birth. Uh, and that has caused me uh, to have a relapse and my bipolar to become substantially more noticeable. Um, but when I did... Uh, when I did receive my diagnosis and I researched quite a lot on bipolar, a lot of my previous life started to make sense. And it's still uh, certain aspects of my previous life haunt me today. And I just get the shivers and think, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And I can't believe I came out okay. Um, I'm talking about taking huge risks, risky behavior, I'm talking spending lots of money on things um, and just, you know, just making really bad decisions and just taking risks, um, things like that. And things I just didn't follow through on at all. Um, so, yes, a lot of things 
have have started to make sense but before I was diagnosed one of the couple of things that I brought up was um, the feeling I wanted to be I was invincible so when I was hypermanic I was invincible I thought I could do anything I could conquer the world um, and nothing could stop me I would um, drive quite crazily I felt like sometimes I was a, a race car driver and again like I was invincible but I was you know engaging in risky behavior um in terms of my hypermanic um, symptoms i also went and just for no reason i had a perfectly good car i just said to my husband i'm going to go and buy a car i want to go and buy a car and this is the car that i want to go and buy a brand new car by the way um and i went and bought a car um i also uh, and that was like a twenty-four thousand dollar car um the other thing i went and bought after feeling invincible and like i could do anything and like it was the most brilliant idea in the world was i went and bought a business but what happened was is you know the business was the best thing in the world um when i bought it but then as i came out of my um my hypo state and then i went down into my depression which is what the cycle does for me i was like oh my god this business is awful i don't have any passion for it i don't like it at all i'm not even motivated to even sell these things and to this date i still have all the boxes of product underneath my house um and quite a few thousand dollars <laughs> was wasted on that business so uh, it is quite scary sometimes when I'm trying to make decisions. I find decision making very, very difficult because I ask myself, well, uh, is this which which Eva is making this decision? So I have to take it very slowly um, and analyze it quite a lot, um, and it makes me quite nervous. So. Um, so yeah my diagnosis that was in 2017 um i've always had the anxiety disorder but that's become very heightened um and i i can i can i wake up with anxiety and my whole body it just takes over my whole body uh, i can't think i can't move um and i can't focus sometimes i can't work and it makes it very difficult but in terms of the um, bipolar, bipolar 2 is known for its longer and deeper cycles of depression. So, um, yeah, my depression, I have since become better managed on medication through the help of my psychiatrist. And I've worked with a few psychologists, I have to say. I have, have still yet to come across a good one. Uh, I find that I have been getting uh, better outcomes from my own reading and learnings and watching videos and things like that and talking to other people. Um, so I'm happy to do that. Um, but the depression, yeah, it's it's as my moods have balanced out because i'm on a mood stabilizer i'm on lithium um on also on the antidepressants um prozac which is another otherwise known as fluoxetine and um so my moods have become uh, less of the big peaks and troughs and it's a bit more balanced but the depression is still pretty horrible so initially yeah it was it was pretty bad i did i have self-harmed in the past 
Um, I um, have a tendency to bang my head on the wall, um, which is my signature thing. Um, and as I said, um, yeah, the um, self-harm ideation, running myself off the road in my car right into a tree. And that thought kept going over and over and over and over in my head, and it was so real. Um, but yeah, so depression, it can still be crippling. Um, it's I've seen a, an article on Facebook saying, you know, people with depression, it looks like they're messy people, but they're really not, and that's me. So I am not a messy person. I really enjoy and love being organized and things being clean and tidy, but I just cannot when I, in my depressive cycle, I cannot do the kitchen, I cannot cook meals. Um, it's just, it, it's just, I call it my, like a big, like falling down a well, a big deep dark well, and you have absolutely no way of getting out. Uh, and you lose your energy and then you get tired because I get very tired with depression and you're stuck down there in the dark until the the light comes out and you get a lighter thrown down to you and then that's when I start normalizing and um, yeah so get going normal and then it can be triggered for no reason really uh, into a hypo state but mostly I've been normal um so so yeah I would say I am a high functioning have high functioning bipolar because I can still get out of bed I can still get my children ready in the morning although some days it can be bloody hard and bring me to tears but I can still do that I can still work Okay, I can still do these things and it takes a lot of effort and I think that's why I'm so exhausted at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I am high functioning. I have no choice really, you know, I have two young children that I have to look after and a husband that leaves for work early and is home late. So um, yeah, I just have to do it. But I know that there are some people that they just can't, they just can't function whatsoever and they um, can't get out of bed, can't look after themselves, have a shower, um, wash their hair, things like that. So I'm quite grateful that I'm not at that level, but that I, I do appreciate that there are people out there that have it a lot harder than me and I hear you um, and I, yeah, um, hopefully can, yeah, be here just to understand so um, I'm at a point now where I have two young children and I have my own business, uh, digital marketing called Mandala Digital, that uh, I guess I am very lucky and made the decision to, um, you know, work for myself because it was easier. Uh, at the point I made that decision, um, it was easier less sort of stress and anxiety for me I had felt like I had more control and really I do I I mean I do get anxious and stressed and depressed and all of those things with my work but I'm been learning how to realize that all the things that I've been anxious about 
they're, they're sort of just history repeating themselves, like, you know, being anxious about a new client call. And then I have to remind myself that the last client call and the call before that and the call before that and the call before that all went fine. So, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They usually work out fine. So I have been working on um, sort of limiting those things, those beliefs. And um, yeah, if I don't feel like working, I can take a break. I can go and sit down. I can go and have lunch. I can go and walk in the yard and look at, you know, hot, pat my chickens. So uh, that is the huge benefit of working for myself because I can set my own rules and you know being someone with anxiety needing to take control over things and particularly taking control over the future uh, being self-employed really does help with that so I don't want to um, keep going on and on I just wanted to let you know who I am I should also mention that I have a blog. It's called The Multitasking Woman. And it's here that I blog about all things mental health and mindset for women. Originally, um, honestly, I'm not, not too sure about the name. That was because it was a parenting lifestyle blog years ago when I had my children were even younger. But then uh, since I was diagnosed with bipolar, I decided to change the focus on it to our mental health which is a I'm a mental health act advocate and uh, it's really close to my heart so that's what I do there and um, yeah I blog there I've got people that come in also um, contributors that come and write as well and I've got a great ebook that I'm um, selling at the moment called your mental health matters and it's full of uh, information tools resources uh, to help you if you're sort of you're hitting that brick wall like what do I do next you know my psychologist sucks psychiatrist yeah they've given me the medication but I'm still feeling the same um you know I'm not really motivated you know what am I doing um how do I just get my skip back in my step uh so that is yeah on my shop as well as some affirmation cards everybody that is a wrap then on my intro episode thanks a bunch for listening and keep an eye out for the next weekly episode you can follow me um, on facebook or instagram at the multitasking woman so until next time take care thanks for listening to the two of me podcast I look forward to having you back listening to the next weekly episode. But for more content on mindset, mental health and well-being, check out my website, themultitaskingwoman.com.